Welcome back. It is now another edition of the Hoffcast, uh, <laughs> and I am sitting here, still in Nebraska, looking at my busted ankle on <laughs> on Monday. I thought uh, I was going to go play basketball, and I brought my basketball shoes on the road with me. That never happens, but in Nebraska, once in a while, I play basketball with my brother-in-law, at the local YMCA, it's a group of guys that meet up for noon, Paul, and it's usually the type of uh, hoops that I can keep up with, okay? Older men just trying to stave off death. <laughs> and I brought my shoes with me, and Sarah put them somewhere. I don't know where. She can't remember. And so we're looking all over for my high-top basketball shoes, can't find them. So I'm like, all right, well, I'll still go. I can just wear these street shoes, my Adida low-top shoe, and uh, <laughs> I'm about 10 minutes into a basketball game, which I might add, I was playing all right, having no warm-up, no stretching, and I go in, and I make a few buckets. Now, I, I'm don't get it twisted. I'm not raining threes. I'm making layups. Uh <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, I'm playing okay is the point. And then all of a sudden, my guy gets open. I run over there to guard him. He makes a move. I stop on a dime. The rest of my body doesn't. But uh, my ankle was like, whoop, we're going down. And I uh, it just twisted underneath me. And I went down instantly. I know that feeling well. It's happened to me on two other occasions. And immediately, I was like, that's it. I'm done. Hoff's down. <laughs> stick a fork in me and the guy's like come on get up and I'm like nope nope just drag me off I'm fine I'm not hurt but I am wounded uh and uh, it wasn't that painful like it, it's like an aching pain for those of you that have sprained an ankle uh severely and I just posted a picture of it on uh, Instagram so if you don't follow me there Nick Hoff comedy on Instagram you'll see my which is now heavily bruised uh, the whole ankle is very fat it's like the left side of my body is fat guy foot and the right side of my body is uh, skinny eats nothing but candy and junk food foot um, so <laughs> it's pretty gross and I knew it right away because it's happened to me twice before and, you know, once you bust an ankle like that, it's just going to happen again and again. And uh, so the first time it ever happened, junior year of college, playing basketball again, and I come down on a guy's foot. I jump up to get a rebound. I come down on a guy's foot, ankle twists under me, and I think right away it's broken. And within 30 seconds, it looked like somebody had stuffed a softball underneath my skin right there on my ankle. I'm like, oh, it's broken. Uh, and my buddy Adam had to uh, take me to the emergency room. I was like, hey, look at my ankle. They're like, oh, dear God, your ankle. And I'm like, no, I know. I just pointed at it. And they're like, but look at it. And I'm like, I have been looking at it now 
for the last half hour on the ride over here, I am aware that my ankle looks bad. They're like, oh, but your ankle. I'm like, yep, yep, there it is. Can somebody please call a doctor? They're like, fill out this form. I was like, really? The form? Just look at my ankle. That's the form. <laughs> the form it's deformed. Uh, I don't need a form if I'm deformed. That's my <laughs> that's my policy at the ER. And um, and they took an x-ray. They're like, hey, good news, bad news, good news, not broken, bad news. You wish it was broken because this sucks. Uh, and it was the day before spring break. And me and a handful of buddies driving down to Panama City, Florida, which I'm not sure if it's still there. It got majorly flooded. <laughs> Everything might be wiped out, but we saw it. Uh, back in the early 2000s and uh, went down there ankles busted and uh, foot's purple but we're still drinking heavily down in Panama City Beach and they had to bury my foot in the sand because every girl that walked past were like hey how's it go god what's wrong with that guy's foot what is is that AIDS is that what AIDS looks like I'm like it probably is but it's just a damaged ankle please come back and uh, so in the end, they're just burying my foot so we didn't get all these scary questions. They're like, look, he's he's zany. He's funny. He's burying his foot. They're like, oh, that's funny. Um, and you walk up and down the beaches. All these companies have all these promotions. Levi's Jeans had this uh, this little crawl thing that you, you had to put these pegs into holes and climb up. So you had to use all your upper body strength and climb up to like 15 feet or whatever, just putting these pegs in holes and climbing up. And I got up there to do it. And if you got up there and you broke the record, uh, then you got a free pair of jeans. And I get up there and the girl was like, hey, what is wrong with your foot? And I said, I told her what happened. She goes, guess what? We don't want you to do this. This is a liability. I'll give you a free pair of jeans not to climb our wall. And I said, you've got yourself a deal. Wore those jeans out. Those jeans were awesome. Favorite pair of jeans I ever had. Uh, I wore them till they had holes in them. So they were modern day trendy, but then you had to throw them out because uh, <laughs> once they get holes in the knees, then when you go to put them on, eventually you're just going to put your foot right through that hole and the rip gets bigger and bigger. Before you know it, you're showing too much shin and uh, you look ridiculous. So that was that was the first time I busted my ankle. Took took a while, by the way, walking around uh, completely hammered. Uh, on a on a shattered ankle seems like a good idea at night and then the next morning you wake up you're like hey we have to start drinking now because my ankle's throbbing (laughs) and that was the first time that ever happened second time I busted the same ankle because once it gets weak it never goes back and things look bleak that would have been a better rhyme never go back is black uh they first time second time I busted my ankle uh, my son had just been born, and we moved my office upstairs so that I could sit there while he slept and still get work done. And so I've got my computer desk up there. He's in the swing sleeping. Sarah's taking a nap on the bed, and I'm doing work, and I'm sitting on my foot. This is years later. I'm sitting on my foot, you know, typing at the computer, probably there for like a half hour, an hour, and I'm like, oh, I got to get up. I get up, I don't realize that my foot is asleep because I'd just gotten up. And so I went to put weight on it like like it's a normal, not asleep foot. And the foot was like sideways because, you know, I had no motion. It was asleep. It was completely dead. Uh, so like the foot is sideways, but yet I go to put full weight on it like I'm about to step on the pad of my foot. Instead, I'm stepping basically on the top of my foot and I hear a pop, psh, 
and I go, I start going down. I grab for the, uh, I grab for the baby swing. I'm now pulling the baby over with me as I'm falling. Sarah sits up out of a dead sleep. She's like, "Oh my god, you're gonna kill the baby!" And I go down hard. She's like, "Are you dead?" I'm like, "No." She's like, "Is your ankle broken?" I'm like, "No. This happened once before. Just, just get me somewhere. <laughs> this sucks." And there, my foot was slightly bruised. It wasn't near as bad. It didn't swell up like it did that first time. But the baby was awake. Now the baby's screaming sarah's screaming i'm in tears because of my leg uh and that then i was limping for like a week and this one has been now uh four days and it's super fat um but uh that's three for three now and it seems to be happening let's see the first time it happened then it happened 10 years later now it's five years later so another two and a half and i can expect this to happen again uh maybe the lesson is warm up in your 30s warm up before you work out warm up before you decide to play basketball wear the proper athletic attire that that didn't matter necessarily in your teens and your early 20s uh and now now it does so lesson learned my foot's fat this weekend i've got shows lincoln nebraska friday saturday Four shows. The early show on Friday is already sold out. So if you haven't gotten your tickets, if you're in the Nebraska area, get those tickets now. Don't wait for the end of this podcast. Hit pause. Get Go on to the comedyloft.club. <laughs> I don't know why they wanted a dot club, but they did. Uh, go there. Get your tickets now. Tell some friends. This is my first time at the club. It'd be awesome if we just sold out all four shows before things even started. So I don't have to worry about it. Uh, no big deal. Uh, I'm going to be doing like lots of television and I'm going on Cable Guys uh, radio show tomorrow. So listen for me there. If you got Sirius XM channel 97, I think we go on live at like 9 a.m. Central Time and go to 11. And then 11.30 and 12, I'm on Lincoln uh, television stations. So check those out. Get those tickets now and know that I'm probably going to be a little less spry on stage. I might actually use the stool for part of it. Uh, not that I'm a big like, you know, not like I'm running wind sprints up and down the stage, but uh, I'm going to be a little less uh, hoppy. You know, there are a couple things where I do act outs uh, where I'm just not sure how they're going to go. And if I fall and bust myself again, <laughs> I'll let you guys know. Uh, hopefully it'll, somebody will have it recorded on their phone <laughs> or something if I just go down again. Uh, that's going to suck. But uh, excited for those shows with a fat ankle, no fat ankle. Doesn't matter. The show must go on. Um, We've been in Nebraska now for off and on for a few weeks because I've been doing shows in the Midwest, and it has only snowed like a quarter of an inch. It's been pathetic, you guys. I don't know what the deal is with the Midwest and snow this year, but we're not getting it, and my kids are angry. They feel shortchanged. You know, they've thrown like a snowball. They built one snowman. This is weak and stupid. Uh, I, that's the only thing I like about the Midwest in the winter is you get a little bit of snow. It's something different. Go sledding. We got none of that. I'm ready to get back to California, ready to get back out there, get back into our normal routine at our place, do my shows in Los Angeles and go out just on the weekends. It's, it's, uh, it's been a little much being out for, uh, now we'll have been gone for five weeks. 
which I mean, that's what we do every summer, but now it's been summer and now here, uh, just cause I had all these Midwest shows. So looking forward to being back out on the West coast, uh, getting a little warm weather, being able to swim outside, run around outside, uh, without three layers on in no snow, mind you. Um, what I do like is, uh, we got, it's been a great last week of football. Those NFL games, those those two AFC and NFC championship games, if you guys watched those, those were fantastic games. Football fans were ecstatic. Like, even if you weren't a fan of one of those four teams, I mean, both games went into overtime, and there was controversy, which is kind of fun. <laughs> I know not for the Saints fans out there. They're pretty pissed. <laughs> but, uh, that yeah, they had a, they had a no call not go their way um, there toward the end of the game. And that might have made a difference. It might have, which is why I kind of feel like, yeah, you should always have replay ability because I, I want it to be fair. Uh, but they've got all these rules, especially in overtime. NFL's got it wrong. College has it right. Any fans of football know that college football is one of the most exciting things in all of sports. Both teams get a chance. You start on the 25. There's going to be a lot of scoring. How fun is that? And uh, it's 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 got you on edge. I don't care who you are. If you're not, you, it doesn't matter who which team you're rooting for. You're on edge that whole time. College uh, overtime, NFL overtime, kind of boring. It's kind of anticlimactic. With at the end of the game, now you just put 15 minutes on, and maybe each team gets a possession. Maybe not. Now it all comes down to a coin flip. Dude, that's dumb. Go to college rules. That is fun. And yes, it feels like a little bit of a crapshoot, but it's a fun crapshoot. And both teams get a chance. I think that's the important part. And the scoring is high. Who who doesn't want more scoring? Uh, so go to that. Here's the other thing, NFL owners, that I'd like to see changed. The challenge rule. Right now you get uh, two challenges, I think, and you get... And whether you're right or wrong, you lose your challenge. If you're right, you get another challenge, but then you're done. I think, as a coach, you should be able to challenge infinitely as long as you're correct. If you're getting the calls right and the refs are wrong, why would we take a challenge away from you? Get as many calls right as possible. Throw it to the booth. Don't make that guy down on the field go over to a little video camera where he's watching it. Have a guy that it's his only job. I think they already have this guy. It's his only job is to sit up there and put throw a camera on him. We'll watch him watch the replay and have his internal dialogue going on on our TVs and have him make the call. It's ridiculous to stop the game that long so the ref can go over there, put on his little headset, and he's like, hey, did you see that play? Can you hit rewind button for me? Can, no, no, stop it right there. No, not right there. Go back two frames, back, back there. Uh, what am I looking at? Is that that guy's leg? Is the ball on the ground? I can't tell. Like, that's so stupid. Just get the guys up in the booth to make the call. Radio down. Yo. Yo, turns out his knee was down. Okay. The call on the field stands. His knee was down. That's all we need. You don't need to get, you don't need to have the guy on the field go over. So really my biggest beef is with the overtime and the challenges. So, uh, if you guys want to kick out Roger Goodell, bring Hoff in. I'll fix those two things, I'll get right out. I have no desire to be the NFL commissioner, but I'll go in, change those two rules, I'll duck out, somebody else can get in there, and I'll go back to telling my jokes. <laughs> um, oh, by the way, if you were watching football, or really if you're watching any television right now, you've probably seen me on there and not known it. Uh, Ice in the Kicker, Pepsi Spot, it's airing a ton 
If you see that commercial with Ron Rivera where the kicker's about to kick a field goal and he goes, timeout, timeout, and then he pours a Pepsi, I'm his assistant coach. I'm right next to him. You, if you blink, you miss me. But uh, if you don't blink and you look for the guy in the blue shirt over Ron Rivera's right shoulder, so left side of your TV when he calls the timeout, there's your boy right there. Ha <laughs> ha, Pepsi, ice the kicker. That was <laughs> And I if there's a 60 second version of that commercial out there, I have a much bigger part. I'm I I bring him out a glass so he can pour the Pepsi into the glass. But in in the 15 and the 30 second spot, they uh virtually cut my character out, which if you're paying attention to continuity, now it doesn't make sense. Where the hell did he get that glass from, okay? Where'd he get that glass? I'd like to know. He walked out there. He didn't have a glass. So why does he have a glass now? It's because Nick Hoff, assistant coach of the year, brought that glass to him. <laughs> and uh, maybe a 60 second does exist. Uh, but if, you, if you're watching TV, uh, look out for your boy right there because it's been, it's been airing a lot, especially after a lot of people were saying after that Bears game where they did ice the kicker. And in fact, somebody... Uh, cut like a different version using the Bears kicker in there instead of the guy from the commercial and putting it all together was pretty funny not for Bears fans wasn't funny at all but uh but Bears fans were kind of being crappy toward that kicker like kicking that field goal is a hard job now this guy has hit a lot of crossbars in his day and he's probably not gonna see uh the field next year just because uh, there's so much negativity, and as a kicker, it's all head games. So I'm sure uh, that guy's not going to be out there next year. But uh, but it's tough as hell, and that's why that one Chicago bar uh, came up, and they said, okay, we're going to set it up, 43-yard field goal. How many of you guys talking trash can make this field goal? And it was just abysmal. People were falling down. People were kicking the ball like – just hitting the bystanders that were like 10 feet away. Uh, if you haven't seen some of those highlights, go watch that. Uh, watch people try and kick that 43-yard field goal in Chicago. It's pathetic. Uh, it's a hard job. So, But I get it. That's his only job. Like Maybe don't hit 500 uprights in one season and people won't give you hell for it. Um, yeah. <laughs> So I, I'm so sad football's almost over, you guys. College is already done. Uh, NFL's got one more game. Nobody's watching the Pro Bowl. What are you even doing? Uh, we don't need that. Make That's the other thing I would do as a commissioner. Uh, you can still have the Pro Bowl, but the more fun thing to watch is to watch them do, like, skills challenges. Watch, watch quarterbacks in the Pro Bowl trying to go through that obstacle course, hitting different things. Uh, do the punt, pack, pass, and kick. Oh, by the way. Punt, pass, and kick is something little kids have done for years. My brother-in-law showed me the video footage of Andy Reid, the coach of the Kansas City Chiefs now. Google this right now. So you've already bought your tickets to my Lincoln show. Uh, now press pause, and don't forget to come back, but press pause. Google search Andy Reid, punt, pass, and kick. He's a 13-year, quote-unquote, 13 year old kid i'm not buying it you shouldn't be buying it on punt pass and kick and it shows him in full pads and he's probably two and a half feet taller than the next person he probably weighs 213 pounds and he's doing the punting dude google search that tell me that's not ridiculous tag a picture of it and and tag this podcast hashtag hoffcast at nick hoff comedy uh, at Nick Hoff on Facebook, Nick Hoff on Twitter. Tag me in it. How ridiculous is 
the fact that Andy Reid is a 27-year-old guy trying to be pawned off as a 13-year-old in this punt, pass, and kick competition. He boots the hell out of the ball. The rest of these kids, their little rubber legs can't possibly kick it that far. This dude is a full-grown man in full pads. How the commentators aren't just losing it as they're announcing this, it is so ridiculous. Andy Reid, punt, pass, and kick. Check it out. Tell me that's not a full-grown man as a liar. And now you see him and he's just the walrus. He's just got that crazy mustache and he never smiles. He never frowns. He's just got one face. Uh, (laughs) Punt, pass, and kick. Andy Reid, you got to check that out. Um, uh, So yeah, I've got those shows coming up this weekend and then got to put the whole family on a plane with the government shut down, TSA isn't their normal crack squad. Who knows what they're going to be doing? Just blowing on you, saying, yeah, you're fine. Go on, move ahead. What do you got there? It doesn't matter. Move ahead. And then the air traffic controllers are government employees not being paid. This is so stupid, you guys. These guys are not getting paid. And yeah, they're going to get back pay. But how, how many weeks can you go without a paycheck? There have been times when I'm fine and then times where I'm like, yo, I need that money. Give me my money. Not in a month goes by, you're not getting paid. Get the hell out of here. Get every single one of those uh, congressional members, get every senator, get everybody in every single cabinet, get them out of there. You're Okay, you're done. Okay? Yes, I understand. You're there to uphold your views, but guess what? You also have to be there to convince the other half that your views are correct. If you can't do that, we'll find someone that can. Government shutdown is ridiculous. It's been 30 days now. I don't care which side you're on. I am against most government. I am not on one side or the other. I don't care who you're rooting for. And by the way, we are rooting now as a society. It's ridiculous. It's become uh, it's become like sports team mentality, like where you're rooting for your side, like you're rooting for a sports team. How stupid is that? Just look at the look at the policy and realize that half of the things they're doing is just to keep their jobs. So what are, what are we even arguing about? Like, just operate the government. If you can't do it, we'll find somebody that will. Why are you running a deficit? That should never happen. Why is the government being run like a business with all these fat cat CEOs just collecting paychecks, making sure they get in another term? Go in there, make the hard decisions, make the hard cuts. Government is way too bloated. You you're spo- you should be having reserves every single year, not com- taking on more debt. This is ridiculous. You're you're voting on a budget that has a deficit of trillions of dollars? I cannot, as a human being with a family, I cannot have a budget with a deficit. I have to. If I do, then i got to find another job, or i got to take on a second job, or i got to get one of my kids a job. <laughs> Something's got to give. You cannot continue to run a deficit. This, ah, oh, the whole government is stupid. I cannot wait for the reset button to be hit. I wish... I wonder if, as the American public, if, what do what we got, 300 million? I wonder if 200 million people signed a petition saying, okay, you guys have been shut down now for 50 days. You're all out. We're, we've got these new people coming in. Goodbye. See you later. Nope, you're not collecting pension anymore. Goodbye. Goodbye. See it. Take care now. Bye-bye then. Just get them out of there. It's ridiculous that they are allowed to hold these government employees their their salaries for ransom 
as negotiating pawns. That's what they're doing. They're using these people. Make no mistake, both sides are doing this. Look at how horrible it is for these government employees to have to work without pay. Okay, that's you. You're doing it to them. You're doing you can say the other side as much as you want, but it's you too, because you've got to convince the other side. That's part of your job is to be able to convince the other side that you're correct. If you can't do that, then guess what? Maybe you're wrong and you gotta give it to the other side. And the other side's gotta convince you. You can't do that? A stalemate? Bullshit. Get out of there. We don't want you in there anymore. You can't get the job done. That's it. You're done. You can do that in any other job. You can't be like, well, we're at a stalemate because can't get things accomplished, so I guess we can't open this door. Nope. 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 You got to get in there, okay? If you can't get in there, we'll find somebody that will. That's that's my viewpoint, okay? And they're saying it's getting becoming dangerous to fly because staffing is low and people are overworked. To hell with that. I don't want that. You've got to pay these people. That's why we should have a surplus. So if you do have to shut down for a few days to hold your ground, then we've got money to pay these people. If if you have to be open to pay these people, piss off, okay? Get in there, get open, pay the people. Or write a resolution that says we're going to pay all these people while we're going to act like babies over on the side and pout and kick dirt, okay? Get the hell out of here. I'm sick and tired of all of this teammate politics, okay? Get in there, work together. Work together, okay? And if you can't do it, we'll find someone that will. I I wish, I wonder if we can, as the American public, just oust them, just be like, okay, guess what? 250 million people said, get the hell out, so you're out. That would be awesome if, if the American people could work together and hold that kind of power, but they continue to divide us. I saw an article post the other day about New York passing legislation about abortion laws and one article, like, infantilized it. They they uh, said, now New York can kill a fetus up until the day they're born, which is technically true, but it's a fetus that's already dead. It's a fetus that's not going to survive or it's dangerous for the baby. So they sensationalized this article, and people were reading just the, the, the front headline of that article and then posting opinions on Facebook. And that's the way we work as America, that, and, and that's the way those... Those uh, articles have to be written, otherwise people aren't clicking on them. If if the article title was New York slightly alters their abortion stance, nobody's clicking on that. They had to sensationalize it in order to get clicks, in order to get ad revenue. And it's just clickbait, and people were falling victim to it. And I helped like a couple people. I was like, hey, I, check it out because it's technically... Technically, yes, but that's not what they're doing. And then people were like, oh, okay. Well, that makes more sense because they couldn't imagine how the whole state of New York was changing this. And I get it. The the, uh, the newspapers and the news media outlets, they have to sensationalize things in order to get us to click on them. And it's working. It got me to click on it. And so they sold ad space. So in their head, they're like, that worked. Let's keep doing more of that because we're getting more revenue because of those types of articles. But it's dividing us as a country. And divided, we're not powerful at all, especially against our own government. If if they can keep us all divided and compartmentalized, then they're going to win. They're going to continue to collect their fat salaries and their fat uh, speaking engagement uh donations because because they've got us all divided so they seem more powerful but if we can somehow wade past all of the bullcrap and see what exactly is going on we need someone to be honest with us and not overblow things and i don't know who that is anymore 
It, somebody posted the other day that journalism is dead. Nobody knows what's real. It's all opinionized. And that's true. The 24-hour news cycle is just sensationalism and opinions. And it's not news anymore, but we're taking it for that. And it's terrifying that this is that this is really happening. Hopefully, maybe the podcast it will give us some level of truth so that we can see past all that and hopefully there's somebody out there but i don't know how they're getting their information so you know even me even me you should take everything i'm saying right now with a grain of salt go do your own research you disagree with me look it up find some things and write to me and let's have let's have a conversation because i want to learn i want to know what's really going on so if you guys have disagreements with me don't shut off the podcast like i don't know but this is the research I've done, and I'm telling you, I have not done it all. So I could be wrong, but I want to learn. So help me learn, and we can make this thing better, and maybe this can be a source for people to come to you know, kind of wade through it and see what's going on, and we can be powerfully united. That's another thing, is negativity is rampant on social media. Oh, and it's, and it's funny. So it's hard for me to say this. Like, I love listening to people gripe and moan. A comedian's, you know, baseline is to complain. And that's part of what makes them funny. But there's a little too much of that. And so I have taken it upon myself and I urge you guys to do the same. I'm doing a 20 day challenge. Uh, Nobody else put me up to this. I'm just going to challenge myself for 20 days and I'm numbering the days. I started yesterday numbering the days. I'm going to give somebody a shout out every single day. I'm calling it uh, the pre-hummus medal of honor. So instead of post-hummus after somebody dies and we praise them, it's before they die. I'm going to give people praise on Facebook uh, once a day for the next 20 days. I'm going to give a different person a shout out and kudos. Somebody that deserves recognition for, you know, being a good person. I'm going to give them praise. And so I started that yesterday. If you guys want to join me on that, go for it. Uh, and, and let me know you're doing it. Tag me in it so that I know you're doing it, and I will uh, I will comment on it, and I will uh, I will I will give it a share because those people deserve people that are doing good in this world deserve recognition. We need more positivity because we are stronger together. You know, I every time somebody asks me how I get in a headspace so that I'm able to perform each night uh, and and be funny. And have fun on stage each night. Because some nights, honestly, there are some nights where it does feel like a job. And I maybe I don't feel like being funny. Maybe I don't feel like putting on the clown face. But you know what I do? Um, there are two things I do. One is I stretch before each show. Just kind of like get out those nerves. Kind of get the blood flowing so I'm in an excited place to perform. The other thing I do is I look out at the audience in the dark from the back of the room. I just look at people's faces and I recognize that, and this may sound cheesy to some of you, but this is how I get there, is I look at them and I think, what do I want to make these people happy? Look at them. They're human beings. Their heart's pumping. You know, they, they're the same as everybody else. They want love. They want laughter. They want enjoyment. I want to give that to them. If I can't give them a physical hug and make them feel good, then I want to make them feel good the way that I've... The only way I really know how is to make them laugh. And and that may sound cheesy, and it is a little cheesy, but that's how I get there every night because, you know, you see these nameless faces, and I can only usually see the first couple rows, so I'm just kind of playing to the dark sometimes. 
but know that if you're in the audience, I have looked at you from the back and I have and I have looked at your face and I've recognized you as a human being, a fellow human being that just wants what everybody wants and that's to be accepted and to have love and enjoyment. And that's what I want to give. And so that's how I get in that headspace. I stretch and I do that. And when I really think about that and not just see everybody as a number or another ass in the seat, it just, it brings me happiness and I want to give them that right back. And sure, that may sound cheesy, but that's how I get there. And I want that for all of you, whether I'm performing or not. I want you to feel love. I want you to feel happiness. And I think we could all use a little bit more of that. So if you guys want to join me in this 20-day challenge, pick somebody today, label it day one of 20, or if you just want to do 10 days, or you just want to do one person, and that's all you got, pick somebody, give them a shout out, and tag them in it, and let everybody know why they deserve that. And it's going to, I think we can spread positivity that way and bring ourselves back together because we are stronger as a unit. And... I, I think that's part of my calling is to bring us back together and not divide us more. Um, and I want to continue to do that uh, through my comedy. If you want to see me, I'm in Lincoln this weekend, January 25th and 26th, 2019, at the Comedy Loft. The Comedy Loft dot club is their website. There's still a few tickets available, so pick up those tickets. Let somebody else know. It. By the way, if you saw me in Lincoln last August, don't feel obligated to come this time. Like, let some other people know, hey, hey, this guy's coming. He's really funny. You'd enjoy it. Get tickets to his show. Uh, don't feel like you have to come because, yeah, a lot of the jokes are the same. If you want to come and support again, great. Uh, just know that some of the jokes are similar, uh, although you'll be seeing them with me hobbled. So maybe that'll put a fresh spin on it. So I'm going to be in Lincoln this weekend, and then I'm going to I'm going back to Calgary, back to the Comedy Cave. Uh, so a lot of you up there uh, got to see me last time I'm there. So I'll be having some new stuff coming through. I'm there March 12th to the 17th, and then the following weekend I'm in Tacoma, Washington. I'm there. Uh, March 21st through the 24th and on the 21st and the 24th that's Thursday and Sunday I'm headlining those shows so grab those tickets up as fast as you can I'm headlining those shows and then on Friday and Saturday I'm featuring for Fortune Famester she's hilarious if you want to see her and me on the same show get those tickets if you want to see me headline and support me there in Tacoma this is the first time they're having me headline a couple of shows uh, hit me up on the Thursday or Sunday and you can see me for the full hour as opposed to when I'm featuring, I'm doing probably 25 to 30 minutes on those. Um, so those are the shows I got coming up. Got lots of shows in Los Angeles. Usually I post those on Facebook. Uh, if you're just joining me for the first time on this podcast, thank you. Make sure you subscribe and make sure you rate and review it five stars on there. That helps you guys, keeps me going. I do this for free. So anything you guys can do to help me get the word out there, help spread help spread positivity and knowledge. <laughs> I don't know about the knowledge, but we're trying to spread positivity and laughter. So tell a friend about this podcast. I hope you guys have a fantastic week. Thank you for joining me, and I'll talk to you again next week. Bye.